Welcome to the Curiosity Solution. I'm your host, Beverly Beal. Join us as we explore the science of curiosity, share stories of people who've used curiosity to improve their lives, and maybe inspire some aha moments along the way. Hello and welcome to the newest edition of the Curiosity Solution. I'm your host, Beverly Beal, as that little ditty said earlier. Uh, this, this week, my guest is the amazing, the fabulous, the most, one of the most talented women that I have been able to be acquainted with, uh, Miss Jessica Bailey Forsyth. Uh, she's very fond of saying there's no ick in her name. And I've noticed that there's really no ick about her at all. So welcome, Jessica. Um, yay. So um, I first really met her uh, when she was here in Austin doing a an outdoor concert. Uh, that was like a concert in the park. And when I first saw you, uh, this was a, one of the, the Will Taylor yeah, uh, events. I've yeah. This. I remember. Yeah. I haven't because you amazed me at that point. Um, you, you were, just, I could tell that was kind of, you were still a little nervous. You were, you're, you're, you know, being out in the, in the elements sometimes is not always the easiest to, to play and, and really I project. I was trying to play instruments. That was one of the first times I was trying to play. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, you had this cute little tiny, like, mandolin or, or I don't know Ukulele. what it was. Ukulele, yes. And, and it was like this little toy thing. And, and for a hot second, I was actually wondering if that wasn't just for show or if that was a real instrument. Because it's like, this thing is too tiny to really. But since then, um, you play, how many instruments do you play? I know my husband loves the the um, saw that you do. Yeah, the saw. I play the saw. Oh. I play guitar. I play ukulele. I do hand percussion. Um, I mean, I, I can play some other instruments, but not well enough to list them as as something I play. I'm I'm still very much learning. You're also an incredible songwriter, and the. The, the thing that I think is the most intriguing is your focus of your songs. Can you tell us a little bit more, you know, the whole curiosity piece um, about, you know, why you chose murder as kind of your focus? <laughs> so it's, it's, not, it's not murder per se. It is okay. the genre of true crime. And it's the genre of true crime kind of meshed with feminism and the new, the way thing every, everything's kind of going with the world now, that, that things are kind of coming to light that we're wrong. And, and that I personally think that, you know, I think that they are historically important to us because it's history, but murder ballads are disgusting. And, <laughs> and, I, and I hear them sung all the time and they're usually funny they usually um, make light of the situation. Like the one I really, I talk about a lot because my husband sings it, um, is Delia. And and just the lyrics to that song are, are horrible. It's, it's, a, it's a man talking about a woman that, uh, that upset him and he abuses her. And in the end, he kills her and he tells the listener, you know, if your woman does what Delia does, you could do the same thing I did. And it's written in such a funny way 
and it has been loved and listened to for a long, long time. And I remember hearing it and listening to the words and I was on stage with Guy and, and, and I made it kind of funny, but I was like, what are you saying? Like, do you hear the words? And, and I think that, that that experience meshed with my own personal obsession with true crime has led me to the genre that I'm in right now, which um, is, is a true crime album that I'm working on. Um, I hope to help break the perpetuation of abuse through music. I'm not glorifying the culprits. I am lifting up survivors. I am talking about people that unfortunately maybe didn't survive. I'm talking about situations that still need so much help um, just from regular people, from Congress, from, from I mean, a lot of things like uh, stalking and rape and, and, and just an album that is going to help heal and educate and unite women um, I also hope that it will help break down those barriers that women feel between each other that we're inherently taught from childbirth that we can't trust each other. Oh my gosh. That speaks so much to my soul. Uh, one of the things that shows up for me and, and as, as a, an energy coach, a you know, transformational coach is this pattern of almost implied bondage this implied that, okay, well, you're the woman, you're supposed to be in the support role. You're supposed to make everybody happy, you know, mold yourself into a pretzel. Um, if you're lucky enough that it's just a pretzel to conform to everybody else's standards. And so like, just in that song that you referenced that, that, um, your husband, Guy Forsyth, uh, yeah. sings, uh, yeah. no, Delia, no, Delia. no, no hit on guy, no hit on you. No, man. no, no, no. Of course I know not. you love the song. I'm just using it as an example, but, but it's a great example of how that type of patriarchal ownership notion shows up in, in very insidious forms that you don't even think about the, the, you know, you're just singing along, da, 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 da. this is a great song. And then next thing you realize is like, oh, shh. Hey, she, she's, they're, they're, they're talking about killing a girl <laughs> or, or, you know, abuse that is, and that is as if it's their right. So again, from a, from an energy standpoint, I love that you are uh, taking that back and transforming it. And, you know, one of the things that I've just really admired about you is how you stand in your power. And that makes you a little bit of a lightning rod at times, I'm sure. Um, how's that? How's that working out there? I mean, because because really, I've I've seen you doing more and more shows. You're getting out there more. You're pu you're pushing some envelopes, which naturally makes a few people uncomfortable. Um, let's talk about how that how that feels in your body for you. Because again, that's something that I'm always noticing within my own self. That when I'm I'm pushing some envelopes, I get a little like, oh, what's going on? Yeah, um, I think I'm used to making people feel uncomfortable. Unfortunately, um, <clears throat> I think that I've made my family uncomfortable my entire life. Um, Hmm. I, nobody ever understood me. They didn't understand why I am the way I am. My mom said that I was late being born because I was putting makeup on. And <laughs> um, I was born into a, a Pentecostal family. And, hmm. you know, I have a very fancy grandmother, my Mimi. Her name is Luana. I'm her namesake. My middle name is Luana. 
And she was a boundary pusher. I mean, you know, there's not that many female preachers in the Pentecostal world. And she was a female Pentecostal preacher that wore a lot of makeup and very fancy. And so I I, kind of grew up. I'm the black sheep. I'm I'm the I'm the black sheep of the family. And I and I think that maybe that was just training that I needed to go through so that I could be the black sheep of the world. Um, I cause people to feel extreme emotion. They either love me or they hate me. And there's really no in between. Um, people feel it immediately. And, um, and through time, people come around, the ones that don't understand me or they don't like me, because I find that most of the people that don't like me or, or hate me, hate me, is because I make them uncomfortable. They don't understand me. And um, they take me as a threat. And I am absolutely not a threat. I'm not a threat. I'm I'm willing to talk to people, and um, it, it's exhausting. It's exhausting to try and to prove to people, which I really don't even need to do, but I find myself doing it repeatedly, trying to prove to people that I have the same right to exist as they do, and. I can exist and wear feather earrings and I can exist and wear giant fake eyelashes. I can exist and wear a bra on stage if I want to. I can I can do those things. I I I I am able to do those things and unfortunately it takes a toll on me and I have to decide if I'm going to move forward and be the person that I feel in my soul that I am or if I'm going to turn myself into a pretzel. And yeah. for the rest of the world, just so that people won't hate me or talk bad about me or write mean things about me on the internet. Oh, you know, that that's, I can, I feel that emotion coming off of you that, that, that the pain of choosing which pain you're going to deal with the pain of either being authentic to who you are with those Fabulous feather earrings, by the way, and that fabulous leopard animal print uh, sweater or whatever that you know jacket and the shirt top. Uh, I love it. I love it. Um, or the pain of losing yourself to become that which other people approve of. You know that that phrase of you know being the black sheep of the family. I understand that. Um, and I kind of, I've actually done a little bit of, you know, looking at that. Why is it that we always say, oh, well, the black sheep isn't, isn't worth it. It only has to do with the fact that the value of the black wool was, or the, the fact that it didn't have as much value is because it couldn't be dyed anything else other than what it is. Didn't know that. I have, yeah. I mean, I have, that's, that's the only reason why black sheep were not valued because that's just what they were. This is the color, the howler showing up, there's no other way. The authenticity is baked in. It's hardwired. Um, and so I, I actually found a sweater, a company that sells sweaters made only from the wool of black sheep. I need one. I need it's, one. Honestly, and it's not even black. It's like this wonderful, like kind of darker brown. It's not black. It's it's earthy. It's grounded. It's glorious, honestly. But yeah, I'll I'll have to find that link and uh, and I'll share that with you. Um, in fact, I even have another uh, friend of mine who 
she also felt like the, you know, the odd one out and decided that I don't want to be the black sheep. I'm the golden sheep. And so that she named her coaching company, Golden Sheep uh, Coaching. And I, I loved it. I thought that's perfect because here's the thing that I've personally find marvelous about those who own that mantle of being the um, the black sheep, the you know, golden sheep, whatever term you want to use, because they're the pattern breakers. They're the ones who are actually there to move that old mindset um, off of the inherited line going forward. And, and it's hard because you, you know, there's, there's that story of the crabs in a bucket, how, you know, if you have one crab in a bucket, they, they climb out, no big, no big deal. But if there's more than one, the other one keeps pulling them back in because they don't want to be left behind. And so, um, you know, it's, it's frustrating when you're in that position because it does feel really lonely. Um, so yeah, so I'm curious when you are feeling, especially that that lonely feeling, or that that when you've been reading the thing, you know, like the the the, the mean things that are said to you online, or the, the the criticism. Where does that tend to land in your body? How do you feel that viscerally, physically? Like right now, it's right here. That heart, yeah. But it sticks in my head. Yeah. Like you can so, you can say that they don't hurt and that they don't wound you. And and I've gotten much better at that in the last probably five years, um, knowing who I am and being more comfortable with who I am. And so the things that other people say don't matter as much. <clears throat> but it still sticks in my head. And yeah. it's hard for me to listen to wonderful people like you say things that are nice about me. Um it's hard. Like when you, when you say like, you're the most talented person I know in my brain, I'm going, no, I'm not. Or like, I, I hear it. It, it, it yeah. it's, it's very much someone in there that's like, nah, no, you're not. You don't deserve that. You are, ab you, you're not good at, yeah, you can play four instruments, but you're really not that good at it. But you also are a, a brilliant photographer. You, you ha are a brilliant choreographer. I'm so saying some of the stuff. That you stuff. Like I am. I've also seen the original art that you draw and paint and create. And, 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 and I, I see love even the disappearing act that you just did right now. I, that this, for those who are just listening, the screen went blank for a second because, you know, it's technology and you just keep on going. Anyway, um, also the braiding of your hair. Oh my gosh, you are so talented at creating these, these hairstyles. For those of you who may have not seen what Jessica looks like, she is this radiant redhead with, I don't know, maybe you've gotten a trim, but at least it's, it's at least waist length hair. And mm -hmm. it's, it's a little, yeah, it's, it's, it's stunning. Absolutely stunning. Um, but so let's, let's just kind of, would you like to do a little role play with me? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So one of the things that, um, that I do when I, I'm working with someone who has that feeling like you're just absorbing everybody's negativity that is coming at you. And for someone who's on stage a lot or in front of the camera, um, a fair amount, anytime you're in a visible 
role, there was there will always be somebody who thinks that, oh, you're just being too much. You know, you're just, aren't you just the little Miss Fancy Pants, you know, being a little extra? And I, my response to that is, honey, I'm, I'm guacamole. I am going to be as extra as I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> but it does feel bad. So the first thing I encourage people, this honestly, this, and this is the exercise that transformed my world. This is what made it possible for me truly to even contemplate being out there with these energy gifts that I have, this, this knowing that I have. And um, it's, it's when I learned what life was like when the only emotion that I was feeling was my own. Have you ever had that experience? I don't know. Okay. So then because you're like, saying that. I need that, you to repeat that so I can listen to it again. I'm like, okay. No. So before I had this, this, I went through this exercise the very first time. Um, it was in a class called energy hygiene. And it was uh, a way of disconnecting all of the other inputs that people were sending my way. And then kind of putting a, like a, a shield around myself. And it wasn't until that point, that moment that I realized I had been running the energy, the vibration, the, you know, whether it was negative or positive, it, it was all like this constant hum in my head. And until I did this and the world got quiet and I realized that the, that the thoughts that I was listening to were just mine. I, I I honestly don't know how I lived so long and survived so long before then. I was, I think, let me think, that was in 2008. So I was 43 years old before I even knew this was a thing and that it wasn't, didn't have to be that way. So let's, let's, let's play if you don't mind. Because I would love for you to have that. Because again, there's so many brilliant ideas in there and so many, so many things that are needing to come out. I want to make sure that you are able to be as grounded as possible. So this is, thank you for indulging me with my own curiosity piece. All right. So the first thing, um, uh, everybody is constantly sending little like Wi-Fi, energy Wi-Fi signals out to different people to see is, is this person safe? Does this person like me? Um, is this person in a bad mood? I, I know for me, some of that kind of was almost a trauma response as because my dad had um, uh, PTSD as part of his experience in World War II. You know, I, my mom was 39 when I was born. I'm the youngest of eight. You know, I'm an older, I, I'm, I'm, I'm that older, older crowd already. Um, but PTSD doesn't have to exist from war. So I was always kind of mentally, energetically testing the waters. And I didn't know that's what I was doing to know is like, okay, now can I be loud today or do I need to kind of climb into the corner? And I, you know, and I honestly believe for women, because again, more, you know, women are saying, oh, well, you know, more women are, they have all the, you know, more intuitive. No, I think it's that women historically have been more traumatized. And so we have to really be careful about where we send our energy. So if you can think about all of those little connections that stick, that are, that, are, that we're that not only are we sending those out to, for other people, but they're sending them out to us. Certain people, empaths, tend to be stickier than others. 
So let's go ahead and just imagine that you are can can like see all of these different little connections, these little hairs as if they're all over you. Can you give me an idea, you know, just indulge me and and you can either close your eyes or you can um, you know, just see if you can imagine what that looks like on you. Just like pressure. Like pressure. Okay. So if you could imagine that those are like little hairs that are somebody else's that are stuck to you. Um, but you could actually take like a, a big round cylinder with like hair bristles on the inside and use it to kind of go above your head and brush over your body and your energy field as if you were brushing, like if you're brushing your own hair, you know that certain hairs sometimes will come out. But if these hairs are not even yours, they have to come out as you're, as you're brushing through this. Now, anything that like the love that the unconditional love that you have for um, family, partners, children, et cetera, pets, that those, those are your hairs, those stay on. But imagine that you could just like brush through your, your energy field, this, this radiant uh, barrier, if you will, that's, that's around you. Go ahead and, and try that for a moment. It's very difficult. Yeah. It gets stuck keep, at my shoulders. <laughs> really? Okay. So um, when if try keep trying, but this time, well, if, so while since it's stuck on your shoulders, imagine that the warmth of the sun, and I use the sunlight as unconditional love and healing energy, and that the warmth of the sun is helping to loosen up all of those extra cords, hairs, whatever. Okay, I got through it. Okay, so now that you've opened your eyes after doing that, how does it feel in your body or on your body? Like I'm having a little bit of anxiety. Really? Yeah. Where's the anxiety uh, coming from? Okay, so, so let's go ahead and do it again. But this time, ask if that anxiety is even yours. And if so then we can deal with that. But if it's not, then let those bristles, the, the hairbrush, pull that off of you. Okay. So what did that, how, how did that work? What's that feel like now? I don't know. I feel a little bit of anxiety. Okay. And that's fine because this is a whole new experience. Um, you have pulled off a lot of this other stuff that was protecting that, that was keeping that barrier now, that doesn't mean that we're going to leave you like this. Now, I want you to imagine that you're standing under a waterfall. And this waterfall is made up of spiritual, spiritually infused water. So that sunlight, that unconditional love and healing energy. And it's just going to wash over your body, especially in that chest area where that anxiety is currently being uh, housed. And just 
feel it as it flows over you, flows over those shoulders that had been carrying so much energy from other people. And it's flushing through your chest. And as it keeps flowing off, it's just washing you cleaner and cleaner, lightening things up. If that anxiety has been um, there for a long time, it might actually feel like it is... Um, you know how sometimes a tree, if there's if there's a wire or or something that's leaning up against a tree as it's growing, it's almost like it gets encased by the bark of the tree. It if this anxiety is something that, especially if you have grown up with that, yeah. this may be other the anxiety from your mom or your grandmother, or maybe even like a great 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 grandmother that it their it's just grown up their anxiety. Yeah, because sometimes, again, we we often, there are several different theories. Sometimes the pattern is that some people think that, you know, you're inheriting these different traits, that it's just part of the genetic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but here's the thing. Pentecostal. <laughs> yeah. But there's also, if there's generational curses, there's generational strengths. And so this strength perhaps this this the part the reason why you're even able to overcome this it could be that because it was your grandmother that you're named after who was like i'm doing the thing and i'm going to get up here and i'm going to preach and i'm going to wear the makeup and you know y'all can tell me i'm going to hell but you're wrong <laughs> kind of a thing so let's imagine that that wash that that you know, if you need to you can even take like a fire hose and just really get in there with in that heart energy, that heart chakra air, area, and just keep flushing out until that anxiety starts to like almost vibrate and shake off and loosen up. Um, and just keep visualizing this part in, in that the chest area to start to loosen, feel that overgrowth of the generational patterning. And some of it may be karmic, but just kind of imagine that this is all shaking off. And I like to use the image of starlight because starlight carries such history. And so that starlight energy is uh, uh, an image that I like to use, like, like glitter water. And who doesn't love glitter? But just imagine that that's clearing it out. Well, okay, so the... So, but it's starlight. So it's not the toxic glitter. <laughs> now, for some listeners, if you're hearing a little something extra on, my, on the uh, other side, um, one of the things that I do when I'm processing energy for other people or, or myself is my body has chosen a little burping. So I, I, please forgive me. It is, I'm not trying to be rude, but it does mean that Jessica here is shifting some things in her system. Now, the other thing that I'm feeling as you're doing this is intuitively, I'm wanting to send more energy into the back part of your body. So from like the back of your neck and the upper part of your, of your back, I'm wanting to send more energy there to kind of add extra warmth to help loosen this up. How is that feeling in your heart chakra now? It's making me have butterflies in my stomach. Really? Okay, that's another sign uh, that some that that means that you are shifting things out of 
your field, that you are releasing that. Some people do get that little, the little butterflies in the stomach. Other people will get um, like a goosebumps. I burp, you know, yay me. Um, <laughs> you got a fun one. Uh, it's, there there are, are others that are even more fun. Apparently there are some people that, uh, you know, release the other way. And I'm like, okay, thank you for the burping. I will take that <laughs> instead of the other one. That's, you know, this is embarrassing. That's really embarrassing. Yeah. Um, for me in my brain anyway. Okay. So let's, let's take, um, take a look now and just kind of imagine that now that you've kind of gone through that, how does, so, so is there any more anxiety left in that heart? Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. So if you could imagine that you could take that anxiety out of your body and give it a shape and a color, what would it look like? My first thought was like yellow Play-Doh that was just, you know, when you get Play-Doh and you just squish it and it's a weird shape. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. So let's put a bubble around it just so that it just stays contained. And now remember I talked about that starlight energy, uh, having the healing things on a karmic level or on a, um, uh, inherited level, like a, the, the genetic inheritance. Let's have that starlight energy shining on this yellow Play-Doh. And is it a bright yellow or is it a darker yellow? Yeah. Pretty bright. Okay. Okay, so go ahead and let that shine on there. And tell me what happens to it. And it's still in the bubble. Okay. Did anything change with the start with the with the Play-Doh? No, not yet. But it, the Play-Doh is yeah. still in the bubble though, right? Yes, yes, yes. So the starlight is kind of shining through the bubble. It's like a, a protective coating that the Play-Doh can't leave, but the energy can go into it. Okay, I'll try again. And then actually what I'm also, so I'm muscle testing while we're, we're doing this, while you're, you're going through this process. I'd also like you to invite the energy of the planet, well, dwarf star Pluto. I'm still, it's a planet. I'm sorry. I grew up only 10 miles away from the town where the person who discovered Pluto grew up. So it's a planet in my book. Okay. So we're going to bring that energy in. Now, for those who are listening while she's doing this, Every planet, you can do your own, uh, you know, look it up, but there's an, there are emotional connections to every planet in the solar system and even some of the other uh, asteroids and such. Pluto, for me, is, often is healing things on a, some have referred to it on the, as the dark feminine, as the, it's the, the birth, transformation, death, it's, it's an ending and beginning all at the same time. So when this energy is coming in, sometimes planets will, the energy will kind of take the form of a human um, because that our brains tend to like interacting with more humanoid things. 
How did that feel for you, Jessica, while you were talking, you're, you're doing that? What's going on with that Play-Doh stuff? It melted into like liquid Play-Doh. Oh, okay. So now let's go ahead and take sunlight and then just shine straight up sunlight on the li- melted Play-Doh stuff and tell me what happens to it. It's bubbling. Okay. It's like turned into something that looks like peanut brittle. Okay. So what would you like to do with this peanut brittle stuff? What if you shine more starlight on it? Now that it's in this, this kind of a form, what just straight up starlight, the, the karmic healing, what happens with that? Like turning into powder. Great. Like, like sand, almost like dry. Okay. What would you like to do with this sand now? Or just blew away. <laughs> awesome. That's exactly what I was hoping you would do. Okay, great. Now that this is blown away, let's take liquid sunlight. So again, healing, uh, you know, unconditional love and healing, and just go in into your your heart chakra area where that Play-Doh used to be and just flush it out. Make sure there's no more other little teeny specks of of that Play-Doh stuff that was in there. How does that feel in your heart? in that, that chest area. Like there's still little pieces of Play-Doh that are, it's washing away. Good, good. We'll just keep on doing that. And that may be something that continues over yeah, the next- brain thing, like you're gonna do yeah. that. And that's okay because the, but, how does it feel? So maybe there's just some little pieces of this, this yellow Play-Doh stuff. How does it feel overall now in your, in your, in that chest area? When you're, is that anxiety still there? You're vulnerable. Like okay. just used to having it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one of the difficult things um, about when you're letting go of these kind of big patterns, because it's like if you've had a cast on your arm and, you know, after six weeks, it, you know, you get you at first it feels so heavy and then you get used to the weight. But then when the, you know, the bones have healed, they take the cast off and suddenly your, your arm feels like it's light as a feather. And it does. It feels very vulnerable because you've gotten used to things being that way. What I'm encouraging you to embrace is you had been holding on to this anxiety that wasn't ever really yours, but you ended up claiming it as yours because of feeling like I don't belong in this family. What am I doing here? But every time you turn around to try to fit in, you felt terrible and exhausted until finally it's like, ah, I got to get out. And then you tried to be yourself and you were again reinforced that, well, aren't you the the weirdo? Look at you, Miss Black Sheep over here. 
And so, yeah, that, that could feel that push pull is not fun. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's great when you can let that go, but then you start to feel like, oh dear, I'm this newborn baby. I'm still trying to walk again on these new legs. What if I fall? What if somebody hurts me? What if it, you know, what if, what if they don't like me anymore? And that's where the, the feeling of, but what if they like, what if they don't, if they don't like me, which me were they not liking? Were they like, not liking me, Jessica, or were they liking this other version, this cardboard cutout that was there for, for show. The, the, the pretzel version? Yeah, the show. I mean, you, you don't know anything about performing. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Yeah. You're up there on stage. You you have to perform. That's different than real life. Not really. So, not not in my experience as much. Yeah, say some more. Just just having to pretend so that I fit in to um to conform to okay. um especially with men pretending like certain things are okay when they're really not okay. Um, people that have power over me, just using that power and me being afraid, you know, like it's, 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 it's all horrible, but it's all, mm. it's all, it's all pretending. It's all pretending and it's exhausting. What if I'm curious about, um, what if this vulnerable feeling that you had now in your heart let's 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 finish this up and then we can kind of talk some more about how you how the baby steps could be to reground yourself into your own power because like right now when you've had that many layers of you know the, the tree growth again over this i it's, it's not safe to be me um that that takes a little bit of time to kind of, uh, you know, release that, but then get used to the new way of saying, you know, actually it is safe to be me and it's only safe to be me with these people. And then, you know, learning to train the, 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 the safe people so that you can get the muscles back to, to start getting stronger that, okay, you're safe to be me with. You're still not, but then being able to get stronger until you can retrain those who are not, who in the past had not treated you well. Does that make sense? It's mm -hmm. kind of like, it's almost like weightlifting. You, you have to start out with, with the, with lower, lower number of people, like, it's, you know, lighter weights until it's like, oh, well, that's easy. And then you can move up and challenge yourself to something else. And then if you, you know, it comes a point where you have to back off again, that's okay. Because you know that you, you start to know your limits more. Okay. So now we're going to go back to this shield. So is the anxiety that you were feeling in your, in your body more or less, or is it just the vulnerability that you're feeling? I think it's anxiety. So, so anxiety or so, 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 and so when you say anxiety, fragile. fragile. Okay. 
So that that to me sounds less like ang- being anxious and more exposed. Would that be a fair? I think I'm hurt. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So the hurt. Um, if we could look at where's the hurt? Is it also in the same place? Yeah. Okay. So the hurt, is it you that's hurt or is it a younger version of you that's hurt? I think it's all of it. Okay. So let's, in the interest of time, (laughs) I want you to imagine that you're able to go back to when you were a little tiny baby. And I want you to let her know how much you love her. And then just keep uh, sharing this this love and imagine that sunlight is shining on you and this little baby and it's all being, you know, being infused with this unconditional love. And yeah, just feel that because when you can love yourself at your most vulnerable moment, like when you first popped out into this world. And maybe even before you popped out, who knows what was going on while we're in utero. But just really feeling this love and letting every version of you as as an inner child uh, know that you don't deserve to be hurt. You are worthy of unconditional love. You're enough. You are are absolutely worthy of taking up space. Let that inner little girl know that she's talented. She's brilliant. She's smart. She's funny. She's strong. Even when she doesn't feel like she's strong and people are picking on her, you can let her know that it's not her fault. It's not, she didn't bring this on herself. It wasn't because of what she was wearing or how her hair was. If she was wearing makeup, if she was talking too loudly, that is not her fault, but it is her experience. And whatever parts of her believed that she deserved it, that she caused it, any of that, you can let her know that, you know, just visualize those patterns as articles of clothing. And just watch as she starts taking off coat after coat after coat and finally shrugging off all of the stuff, all of those words and responsibilities that were not hers at whatever age those layers were given to her. Just keep watching as she shrugs them off and just wriggles them off. And as that happens, you can feel free to describe whatever images are coming into your mind because yes, you are making it all up, but that's okay. That's what imagination is all about. I saw take off a couple of jackets and then I cut them off because she was very sweaty. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's what a what an incredible helper that was. How's she looking now? And I can't see her face. 
Okay. Is she wearing some hats or some like something that's covering her? Naked now. Okay, so let's go ahead and let the sunlight warm her and have her go ahead also and stand underneath a waterfall because if you're wearing all those coats and you're all sweaty, it's got to feel good to get cleaned off. How does she look now? She feels happy. I think she's smiling. Excellent. So now that you've helped her out of that, how does that feel in your body now? To know that you've helped her wriggle out of all of that stuff. It feels good. I think it's helpful to know that you can be there for yourself, even retroactively. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so because the whole title of this is being, you know, the curiosity solution, thank you for indulging in that. Mm -hmm. um, we're only going to kind of fit, close this little loop here as part of this process is now that we've really released your, your inner child from a lot of these layers, we've helped release some of the anxiety that was living in your, your heart. Um, how's that feeling now that we've helped her? Is that, is it still feeling the vulnerability or yeah, how does it's that still feel there? It's not as, as bad. Like the voice in my head saying, it's just going to come right back. Okay. She's going to put so, all the jackets back on. Okay. So ask, so before, boy, we're really going in for this though. Thank you for your, yourself, for, for, for your indulgence and for your, your, uh, um, Sorry. Cooperation with this. The the voice in your head, whose voice is that? It feels like it's mine. It feels like it's me. Okay. So let's take the version of you who's giving, you know, that voice and that it keeps telling you that voice. Put them in a bubble and then take a golden net and throw it over the person. And this, again, this is going to go through that bubble and it's going to go through that person, that version of you's energy field. And it's going to pull out all of the energy that is not resonating with the highest light and love. And just keep pulling it out until that version of you is not the means person anymore. Tell me what happens. Kind of fighting over it. Mm -hmm. I'm sure she is. So we're going to shine sunlight on this version of you while we're pulling that golden net through one more time and tell me how she responds. She's in the net and she's not happy about it. Okay. Can it go through and pull things out or is this the whole part of her in, in there? I don't know. It That's looks okay. like it's all of her. Okay. So then take the whole thing and just throw it all into a, a black hole. Because what... This is not an unusual experience, uh, experience that I've had with clients because sometimes those, those awful voices 
they're not even of this realm. It's not that they're, you know, you've been, you know, an entity or anything like that, but it's it's an energy that is not vibrating at this at the level of this. It's like it's I understand what you're saying. You say it, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be very careful here because I know some people get really, really, uh, uh, you know, fixated on okay, well, it's not if it's not a high vibration that is bad. If it's a bit, if it's a low vibration that is terrible. No, it's a full range. But it's it's like it's it's part of you that got that got locked into this overly negative, hypercritical. It's 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 like it keeps pushing the button for. Um, the 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 anxiety for the fear for the the self criticism and it's like it's a it's a feed shoot it, you know you you see you see you know I grew up on a farm and so we'd have these these uh, uh, slides that would open up for the the pig feed to come out and it would get open locked open sometimes and everything would come out and so of course the the pigs would love it and so this part of you is just like okay this is great I'm going to keep eating all of this negative energy that keeps coming out we we kind of need to starve them. It's like, no, that's not how this works. We are receiving constant, uh, you know, unconditional love that's from, from source. We get to receive unconditional grounding uh, from earth. We are this, this wonderful conduit up and down, this vertical conduit, but you're just trying to like suck me dry right and left, literally. So we're going to, we're going to get rid of that. So now that we've got that out, you get to choose every time that that reminder, that re, re, that memory of that. Well, of course, it's going to come back because blah blah blah. You can remind yourself that oh, that's the echo. I don't listen to echoes. Can you Isn't do that? Interesting how your mind can like, without you even thinking about it, can say stuff to you. Oh yeah, I think it's yeah. crazy. It's. It's wonderful when you can remind yourself that that's the made up part. That's the piece that came from somebody else, some other version. Yeah, it could be from trauma. It could be, you know, it, we're swimming in a rather toxic soup. Or And again, some of it is toxic. Some of it is wonderful. But we often if find ourselves magnetized to whatever experience you're most familiar with. And so when you can keep reminding yourself that, oh, that voice, that belonged to a period of my life that is no longer mine now. And you can keep, and you can kind of keep going, but you have to, you're always having to stay on top of it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's like washing your face or washing your hands. You know, you go out, you dig in the dirt, you get muddy. Okay. You go in, you wash your hands and you're good until the next time you need to go out and do something else. It's not that you are a terrible person there that you're failing. It's just, you're getting out there and you're living. And that means you're going to have experiences that are not going to be always pleasant. So kudos mm -hmm. to you for doing this. So the last thing that I really want to want to do here, now that we're doing that, I want you to imagine that you are able to take this new version of yourself with your inner child, without all of those terrible coats, without this inner voice telling you that, you know, all the speaking, all those mean things to you with this anxiety slash vulnerability slash 
fear of it coming back in your heart uh, released, that you are now able to take this bubble, this two layers of white light creating a bubble around yourself and a layer of purple light on the outside. This was how I was taught when, again, back in 2008, when I first learned this. I love it because I always put a hole at the top so that you can constantly send and receive information to and from source, God, the universe, whatever term you want to use. But there's a little hole at the bottom so that you can always take any of those emotions that come up. They have a place to go down. They have a place to release. But you can also receive that grounding energy coming up. So that way you're, you're, you're in this constant state of flow and inspiration. But here's the cool part, Jessica, that purple shield on the outside, you get to decide, does anybody else's energy get, you know, do they get to come inside and actually get to me? Can they get to my heart? Can they get to my mind? Can they get to, you know, my stability? This purple layer is programmable. <coughs> The you can have what? I'm sorry. The purple layer is programmable. You can program it that if somebody outside of those that you love that you you gave permission to have access to all of you, they can either come and hit that and go, "Oh, they need inspiration." Their little plug, their little their their plug, their their Wi-Fi, you know, their connector, it hits that and it goes either straight up to source energy so they can get inspired. Or it hits that and you can say, oh, no, you're not going to dump all your stuff on me. You're going to dump that into the earth. You can still come at me, but it's not going to get me. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a raincoat. Yeah. It's going to, you know, but well, you're not sweaty inside. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and we'll pra and, and kind of just keep practicing that and then and just keep visualizing that, you know, okay, if, I'm, if I've been out, I've had a great show, a lot of people, you know, looking at me in whatever way they want to look at me or, or sending whatever energy my way. Okay, I'm done with my show. I'm going back home. Obviously, you can take a regular shower and, and just wash things off and then visualize that you're putting this two, three layers of uh, energy around you to go out and do whatever else you need to do. But sometimes you can't do that. What I like to do is wash my hands. And when I wash my hands, I just imagine that it's cleaning everything off. So um, now I think I've given you some of my joy water before, yes, haven't I, have, I? I think I still have some of that. Yeah. So this is an energy clearing spray that I created when I was working at a, um, a magazine. And the cubicle that I was in was so nasty, so heavy with other, the other reps who had tried to, to have this territory. I was the fourth one in six months. Oh, and so geez. it was a very negative. That was a hard job. Spot. It was a hard job, but you know, I, I, I created this, this worked out and it made it so that I could stay 11 months. So that was almost a year. I was really proud of myself. Um, <laughs> But that's something that, you know, I sell on, on my website. And so I'll put that in the show notes, but, um, there are lots of other products out there. There are lots of visualizations. How do you feel right now that, you know, cause I'm curious how this particular thing worked for you. How do you feel in this moment? I feel like I need to practice it a lot. Okay. Um, I feel like 
that I'm, I just need to probably do it all the time. Yeah. It, it's important to do it frequently when you first learn the technique, because again, as women, many of us are programmed that we are their dumping ground for everybody's energy. Um, especially it was especially hard for me to remember that it's okay for me to care for my children without having to absorb everything that they're giving me. Yeah. That's, Oh, I have a 13. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a whole nother, that's a whole a different lot. session. Like maybe she should have a session with you because she has gone through so much in her short life so far. Yeah. Well, I would certainly want to, you know, work with her that, up but... a little bit. So she stops hitting me so hard. Well, it, it, and it's, but that's also part of the agreement that we, we do as parents, yeah. not just women, men too. They also get that. It's just that I think women are more willing often to acknowledge yeah. that we are taking more on than necessary, but we also learn to, to get rid of things. So Jessica, thank you so much for being kind of a, a guinea pig in a way about how, you know, working through this, you know, on, on, you know, very public forum, uh, okay. this, you can go back and show this, you know, let your daughter watch this because a lot of these techniques are things that she can use too. But I know it's, anxiety is a big one uh, for many, many people, especially teenagers. Um, and I think as once they start to real identify, is this even my anxiety that I'm holding on to, or is this simply the soup, the, you know, the, 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 the environment that I'm existing in, am I carrying anxiety for someone else or is it really mine? And if it's really mine, is this my version or is I, am I also trying to pretzel myself? Because I think... I think that I get it from all of them, from all the angles. Yeah. yeah, I think you do too, because you're, you are a bright light and moths like to find bright lights and they, they tend to leave wing dust on the bright light. And so hopefully this uh, image of the waterfall and the bubble and all of the uh, hairbrush taking all that will help you to clear off that wing dust so that you can continue to shine. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. And uh, uh, everybody keep fine. Look for Jessica Forsyth. If you're in the, um, the Texas area, um, hopefully we'll see more touring and more albums. Uh, what's the name of the album again? That's going to be coming out. It's going to be Murderino. It's going to be called Murderino, which yeah. is uh, it's a coined phrase from the hit podcast. My favorite murder for people that are just oddly obsessed with true crime. That's, well, I think that's a great stopping point here. I will have the link to the um, to, to, to her website so that people can find it, find you on Spotify, find you wherever um, wonderful music is played. Um, but thank you again. I really appreciate you taking this time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It was fun. I'm proud of you. Doing good. Oh, thank you. I'm proud of you too. <laughs>